We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Sermons with Rabbi David Seth Kirchner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. This Shabbat, we are incredibly fortunate to be hosting one of Israel's newest thinkers and creative minds, Natalie Meiri. I want to tell you a little bit about Natalie, and then we'll have the uh, opportunity to share a little bit about the work that she's doing and how she got into that work and really the cutting-edge work that Israel always seems to be at the front lines for. Natalie Meiri is the managing director of the 8200 Social Program, and she's held that role since March of 2016. It's a position that she was appointed to after more than a year of volunteering as the program's director of business development and marketing. Natalie mentors voluntarily at IBM AlphaZone, accelerator for startup companies. She also volunteers at Lead With, an accelerator, which promotes gender equality, Restart Program for Injured IDF Veterans, College of Management, Management Social Tech Hub, and many, many more companies and organizations. Natalie is also a member of the Unistream Alumni Advisory Committee for promoting underprivileged youth through entrepreneurship. Natalie lectures at different forums, both national and international. In fact, she's leaving us today to go to the World Economic Forum in Washington, D.C. shortly after she speaks here today. She's also spoken for APAC. She's spoken at the U.S. Embassy in Israel, at University of California, Los Angeles, the American Jewish Committee, Israeli consulates in the U.S., the Japanese Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Tel Aviv University, MicroFi organization which supports disadvantaged communities in Israel by developing micro-businesses for women, and on various entrepreneurship panels, mainly focusing on social impact and on women's empowerment. After Natalie graduated from Tel Aviv University with a Bachelor's of Law degree, <clears throat> excuse me, Natalie practiced both corporate and civil litigation at two of the largest law firms in Israel. Before and during her university studies, Natalie worked at two startup companies, InsideX, which was acquired by Intel, and DGtronics in business development and marketing positions. During her military service, Natalie served in Unit 8200 as an English intelligence analyst. She then completed her officer's training and went on to head 8200's foreign relations section. It is Temple Emanuel's great honor and our great fortune this Shabbat to welcome forward our guest speaker, Natalie Meiri. People never know whether they should clap in shul or not, because most of you grew up saying, oh, we don't clap in shul. Well, you can clap for, you know, the governor was here last week, Netta's here this week. You can clap when they come in, and you can clap when they're done. That's good. We don't clap at prayers. So if we're going to clap, let's all do it. Give her a round of applause. Thank oh. you very much. Extremely happy and proud to be here. Thank you. We're glad you're here, too. We don't clap when someone does prayers or someone leads us. That would turn that into a performance. But a speaker, we can clap for. So before we do anything, Natalie, we give all of our guests who are here a special gift. And I want to give you one as well. 
This dome is a replica of a dome of a synagogue. Sorry, it's, it's the actual dome of a synagogue in Brooklyn that was brought over here to bring tradition to our congregation as we started anew. And we made a replica that's made in Eretz Israel of this dome. I don't know if it's your custom or a kippah or not. That's for you to decide. However, we want you to have it as a gift, and we hope that you'll always remember the time that you visited here and always know you're welcome in our community. So this is our gift to you, and we hope you have it with pride. Thank you very much, and I'm sure we're going to remember it. So. <laughs> Thank you. So, Netta, let me, let me just, um, first of all, I'm very fond of people who have two first names, uh, Netali. So David Seth really likes that. Um, By the way, there is, a, there is a reason for this. I was born in Tubishvat, which is Israel's uh, birthday for the trees. And my parents were a bit hipsters, so they decided to call me Netali, which is Netta is a plant in Hebrew, and Lee is for me. So it's like a plant for me. This is the reason for my name. Right. And it's a little play on Natalie also, I think, right? Yeah, good. So talk to us a little bit. Let's start from the Genesis. 8200 is a really special unit in Israel. And most of us don't know what it is or what it's about. So I'd like you to tell all of us what the 8200 unit is, how selective it is. I know you'll be modest about that, but don't be. Um, while it's one of the most un um, elite units in Israel and what it primarily does. So 8200 is Israel's Cybersecurity and Signal Intelligence Unit. It is equivalent to the American NSA. And actually, there are two different sections within the unit. The technological uh, part, that I was a part of it, and the, um, uh, the signal intelligence part. So um, in the technological section, uh, most of the uh, developers are developing intelligence uh, platforms and systems. And in the intelligence part, um, most of the soldiers are receiving uh, in intelligence from all kinds of uh, resources that I cannot elaborate about, and uh, they need to analyze all of the information in order for us to secure Israel and other, uh, uh, other uh, countries as well. Uh, during my second capacity as an officer in the 8200 foreign relations section, I was in charge of collaborating with different counterparts from all over the world including the US, and this is the only thing that I can tell you about uh, now. Um, but it's well known, the unit itself is well known for its successful alumni. Uh, for example, the, the uh, CEO and co-founder of Waze that was acquired by Google, and uh, the CEO and founder of uh, Checkpoint, which is the Israeli largest high-tech company, and other very successful companies, mainly in the tech industry, but also in other uh, sectors such as uh, legal and finance. So it, it is the preeminent unit now for what you're looking at through the web. Also, I would throw a little bit else in there is that for a lot of um, concerns that Israel might have, a lot of the communication happens through web, through all types of um, social networking, other programs that are out there, and your job is to be a filter for that and uh, to be aware of it. Now, you've done something really unique and interesting. You've taken the knowledge that you have captured and the experience in 8200, and you're doing something really amazing with your alumni work. Can you tell everyone what it is and what it's about? Sure. So the 8200 Alumni Association was established in the late 80s. Um, and then after a few years, uh, we decided at the, at the Alumni Association not to assist only one each other, not only the 8200 alumni, and not, to, not only to be focused on legacy and heritage, but also to find our ways uh, to harness the human capital of 8200 and to bring it and to give back to the Israeli society. And so on 2013, 
2018, we decided to establish the 80-200 social program, and I'm the managing director of this program, and to assist startups that aim to solve significant social problems through technology in diverse fields of expertise, including people with disabilities, the elderly, gender equality, parenting, education, and actually for all of the problems that do not have solutions bottom up, we're looking for solutions top, uh, sorry, for all the problems that do not have solutions top down, we're seeking for uh, solutions bottom up. So one of the major issues Israel deals with is brain drain. That means a lot of the, uh, the thoughtful thinkers in the Israeli society are leaving Israel to bring that technology either to the United States or even to India and other uh, very capitalist countries. And what you're doing keeps the brain technology in Israel. But tell us a little bit about two or three highlight examples of what this looks like, what these companies look like, what the change looks like, maybe some personal stories as well, where you've witnessed the, uh, the handiwork of what your minds have put to good use. For sure. So one of the things that connects uh, the entrepreneurs of the 8200 social program is the fact that the problems that they're trying to solve come literally from home. These are grandsons of uh, people that are suffering from ALS, from strokes, from other diseases that encountered difficulties during their lives and decided that they don't want to go on the regular stream, but they want to find solutions for the problems that they're suffering, them or their families. And so a few few interesting examples. Um, so uh, during the last cohort, the fourth cohort of the program, um, a very unique and interesting startup called Six Degrees just graduated. They're developing a wearable device here on the arm that assists people, um, actually 300 million people all over the world, that lost their ability to use their hands due to paralysis, Parkinson's, etc. And their hand is actually functioning just like a mouse, up, down, left, right, and click. So this is, this is a great solution for a lot of people that do not have the ability to use all the technological uh, devices. Actually, they also have a very um, unique story. Um, they're both uh, Americans. Uh, they made Aliyah to Israel. And uh, Arya, the husband, they're a couple, married couple. And Arya, the husband, as a paratrooper, he was injured during his military service. So he decided during his rehabilitation process, he saw a lot of people, mostly paralyzed people, and he thought that he would be able to assist them with developing this uh, unique um, device. So this is one example. Um, another example is an artificial intelligence platform that assists uh, people that cannot uh, communicate freely due to uh, stroke or other cerebral problems. And it, uh, it just translates the impaired speech into a regular speech. And this is really aligned with the, uh, with the ongoing efforts of technology and with uh, personal assistance in order for them to be aligned with uh, the other um, population that can speak freely. And they're literally giving these people the voice. And also in this case, uh, the co-founder and CEO, Danny, uh, his uh, grandmother um, suffered from stroke and she could not speak and therefore he decided as an engineer from the Technion, which is uh, one of the most leading universities for technology um, uh, for technology in Israel, he decided that he le he left the high tech, he left like a great salary and, and a great uh, work, and he decided to dedicate his life into finding a solution for this problem. That's amazing. So we uh, we have a strong contingent in our synagogue that supports people with aphasia. I think that'd be a great connection to make. Let me ask you this question, Natalie. 
you have dedicated your career not only to these startups, but to two angles in particular. One angle is things that the Takena Lambalchuchadai that take the world and make it into a better place in God's image. You're not only looking to be an entrepreneur who can do well economically, which we all can appreciate, but you're looking to do things that help people who are in need. And so much of Israel does that. Jonathan Medved, who was once a guest here at one time, said that there's a disproportionate amount of Israeli startups that are about helping people who are physically or emotionally challenged, that helps them with those gaps, as opposed to just creative entrepreneurship. So I wonder if you would talk a little bit about that angle, which is number one. And the second angle that is most inspiring about you, I would say, is that you are one of the fiercest advocates for women in entrepreneurship, especially in Israel. You are an outspoken voice to make sure that men and women are treated equally in Israel and in the workforce and in the technology force. And talk to us a little bit about what that's like in Israel and why you are such an incredible pioneer on that front. That's many questions. Um, so first, thank you for all your kind words. Uh, I, do not see, I do not take it for granted, and this is very flattering, so thank you for that. Um, I think that in Israel, more and more people are, are recently prone to to support Tikkun Olam as well, to see the double bottom line, not only the financial double bottom line, but also the social impact and the way that technology uh, has the ability to solve problems in general can also be affiliated with solving social problems. And so I think that this is the direction I get to see more and more people, more and more Israeli and also global entrepreneurs that are seeking for these opportunities to solve these significant social problems through technology. Um, back, back in 2013, when the 8200 8 social program was established, there was literally a desert, just like in Be'er Sheva in the south of Israel, uh, of social entrepreneurs. Nobody knew, even knew what social tech was all about. And over time, we managed to see what a great leap in this, in, in this whole field of social tech uh, just started happening. Um, this year, actually, on the fourth cohort of the program, we had 230 applicants, comparing to the first cohort when we had 60. So you get to see more and more people interested in this, understanding the utilization of technology in order to solve also social problems and to be more socially involved, uh, unlike what happened in the past. So this is about this, um, about uh, female entrepreneurship and promoting uh, gender equality. So in the program the, ourselves, uh, we have 60 mentors, and most of them are female mentors. They're all doing it voluntarily. And actually also 60% of the CEOs this year were female CEOs, and this is a great privilege for me to see how women are taking a significant part in the Israeli society and also in the social tech. Um, a lot of women ha are lacking uh, the ability to represent themselves. Sometimes uh, they're being depressed by the society, and to see women uh, uh, shine in this way and representing th themselves and, and pitching about their, um, their ventures and doing it just as great as men can do it is, is extraordinary, and I'm very happy to also uh, mentor and guide a lot of women in the tech industry in order to assist them in taking the, the next leap and to become entrepreneurs and to, that they will not have uh, uh, the barriers that used to uh, historically happen in Israel. So I have a, a quick question that is, you might have said this at the beginning and I apologize if I didn't catch it, which is how many alumni are now in the program working on the 8200? 
Um, so the 8200 Alumni Association has more than 18,000 alumni that are registered on our association, and they are taking a significant part of the different activities that the Alumni Association is having. We have the annual networking conference that has usually approximately 4,000 people in a huge place in Tel Aviv, and we have a lot, uh, and, and then on the uh, and networking uh, annual conference on, and on other conferences and communities that we've, uh, that we've developed, that we have developed, uh, we bring also um, our startups in order for them to have an exposure. A lot of our mentors are also 8200 uh, graduates, and I'll just mention that on, to the program, you do not have to be an 8200 alumni in order to apply. So it's open to every uh, Israeli or also foreigner uh, um, people that are willing to spend five months of acceleration in Israel. So this is, the, this is the platform for us also to open it and not be only the 8200 that are with themselves, but also to, as mentioned, to harness our human capital and to bring back to the Israeli and also to the global society. So every good entrepreneur that I've been blessed to meet looks ahead over the next five to 10 years of their career and they think about one fantastic opportunity and one significant challenge. What do you think those are for the 8200 as it fits into the uh, rubric of being in Israel and the other internal challenges that face Israel? So I think that one of our main challenges today is uh, to keep on uh, developing the social tech industry. We see, as it, we see it growing more and more these years, um, but we're looking forward to, to keep on developing it, to make our startups succeed, to make them become sustainable businesses, to assist them with fundraising and also with design partners and integrations with Israeli and also with uh, multinational companies. And we're completely heading towards this uh, direction. We, all, we, uh, we also have uh, startups, the one that I mentioned before that is an artificial intelligence uh, uh, platform that, that converts uh, impaired speech into free speech. Uh, they had a meeting last month with the uh, CEO of Microsoft in Redmond, Washington, and they're also collaborating with uh, Alexa Amazon, and, they're and it, can see, it can seem that they're taking a very significant uh, leap over the United States. They've won several uh, competitions. They, uh, they presented their venture uh, at the policy conference of APAC in Washington, D.C. last year. And we keep on seeing them being successful and like outspreading the good news that they have in order to assist the people in need. Because this is what the program is all about. Not about the technology and not about the entrepreneurs. It's about conveying uh, and, and, and giving all the, um, these technological solutions for the people in need. And what are the challenges you see? So the challenges is that today I have to say that uh, this field of social tech, we do get to see a major improvement. That said, we're not yet in the place that we can say that these startups are regular and a lot of the investors uh, in the social tech field. In Israel, we have three investors in this domain. And in the United States, we get to see more and more, but it's still not as like a lot of the uh, startups that, uh, that try to, to receive funding. A lot of uh, uh, the investors tend to think that if a venture is social, so it's softer than the others, and they do not see it sometimes as a sustainable business because they remember the stories about the uh, son or grandson of uh, uh, an ill uh, woman or, or things like that, and I think that the most annoying thing about it is that they have a great sustainable business. 
And um, I think that this is still a misconception in Israel and also abroad, but I think that the more uh, successful start social tech startups that we're gonna have, uh, the less uh, bias will be against these uh, social tech startups and they will be able to stand alone and people will understand the importance of this double bottom line, the financial and the social double, uh, bottom line. So I have to tell you, I, I first had the privilege of learning from Natalie at APAC. And at that moment, I'm one of the, the Jews in the world who says, let's be inspired by what Israel's doing as opposed to being fearful of our imminent doom. Um, I think there are two schools of thought. And I found you at APEC to be so inspirational. And today, you've only doubled that for me. The things that are happening in Israel through a technological lens, the empowerment of other women in Israel and entrepreneurship to remind them that there's place for everyone is something that really fortifies what I think we're all in business for. And you're an amazing inspiration. My only hope is twofold. One, that we all get to see you at APAC this year. And two, that you come back and visit us again and continue to inspire us with the amazing Avodat Kodesh, the holy work that you're doing for our homeland and for all of humanity. I think it's a great gift. I apologize on your behalf. I know that you have to run here because you're literally going to teach at the World Economic Forum in Washington uh, later this afternoon. But I can't thank you enough for being with us on this Shabbat and sharing this Torah of how it is that you're an important cog in making our world a better place. May you go from strength to strength. And thank you very much, Nathalie. Thank you so much. Feel free to reach out to me. I have uh, a few minutes in here. I have uh, my cards in here, and I'm looking forward to seeing all of you in Israel. If you're in Israel, ping me. I would be more than happy uh, to also demonstrate. Now we don't have computers at the synagogue, but uh, there are very interesting demos. I can also email it to you, uh, just in order for you to have a glimpse about the startups, not about not only me telling about them, but also that you, could, that you can have and experience a live demo. So thank you very much for hosting me. I'm sure that on this two weeks trip that I had, I just arrived yesterday from uh, New York, and I'm heading towards Washington, D.C., Seattle, Washington, and then Houston, Texas. And I'm sure that, that this is actually what my husband told me in the morning. I'm sure that this is going to be the most memorable experience that I've had uh, during these two weeks. So thank you so much for hosting me here. And uh, Le Shana Babi Yerushalayim.